Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 262. And today I am really excited about our special guest here today. Not only because she is going to be bringing some amazing information for all you Facebook tacticians out there, but it's her first time on the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. And I'd like to introduce you all to Rita Ainsworth, one of our directors of media buying here at Tier 11, coming to us from sunny London, or maybe not so sunny London, maybe it's more nighttime. Welcome to the show, Rita. Great to have you for the first time. Thanks, Ralph. Really excited to be here. I can uh, cross this off my bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you might actually get let down. It's not really all that exciting what we do here (laughs) at Perpetual Traffic. But what you're going to be talking about here is super exciting. And this is something that Rita, who has ascended through the ranks at Tier 11, she came in as an ads manager. God, I forget how many years. Is it two years ago? Two years and a month. Yeah, amazing. So she came in as an ads manager and then quickly ascended to the media buyer role where we started to put her in charge of actual ad accounts, spending millions of dollars a year, and then ascended to senior media buyer and now is a director of media buying, actually oversees other media buyers and also heads up our training. She's just been a force inside Tier 11. And you know, with a virtual agency that we are, it affords us the opportunity to be able to hire great people no matter where they are, whether they're in London or whether they're in Sagamore Beach or whether they're in Australia. But really excited to, to have Rita here on the show here today. So make sure that you do follow us on Instagram. Tier 11 is now... We're like social. We are, yeah, we've got it going on on our Instagram. So a lot of really good inside information there on what we do inside Tier 11, as well as Facebook ad stuff. You can meet our team. There's all kinds of things we're posting every single day here. So we're super active on Instagram. So make sure you do follow Tier 11 on Instagram. And if you would like to become a part of the Tier 11 team, Rita is hiring as our Tier 11 is hiring, and there's all kinds of job opportunities that you can look for. Even in spite of this crazy pandemic, we are expanding and we're growing and we're helping businesses grow faster through Facebook and Instagram ads. So if you'd like to be a part of that wild ride, head on over to tier11.com forward slash jobs. That's tier11.com forward slash jobs. If you're not interested there, make sure you follow us on Instagram. So let's get right into it here. Uh, Rita, you're going to be talking today about the five-step Facebook ads process that we use to sell 16,673,268.09 of <laughs> online courses using evergreen webinars. I love the specificity uh, here. And uh, this is something that we've been doing for what? 
this formula, you kind of crafted it over the course of the last couple of years, right? Yeah, because we're working with so many different industries and we developed this five-step system that works for any niche and it's proven and we're getting consistent results for all our customers. We say all the time here at Tier 11, we do do a fair amount of information marketers. We do a lot of digital products. So our niche is really is e-commerce all kinds of different uh, niches there inside e-commerce. We use the e-commerce ad amplifier, obviously, to, to implement that, which Rita has refined and perfected through the years. But we also do a fair amount of digital product selling. And so webinars are not dead by any stretch. And Rita will show us here today, there's a really specific process of how to do it. It's actually simple in a lot of ways, but Inside simplicity, there is a fair amount of complexity. Um, so we're going to get really into the into the weeds here with a lot of cool tactics that she's been able to perfect. Spending, I don't even, I can't even keep track of how much you guys spend, but probably in the two years at Tier Eleven, you've spent probably what twenty million dollars, thirty million dollars in that range. Mm. Like yourself personally, I would guess. Yeah, just for the info products. So, and Rita by no means is a just info products person. We also do, you know, she's done a fair amount in the e-commerce niche, but uh, let's get right into the the five key elements for this successful Facebook ad campaign. And uh, let's start with step number one. All right. Step number one, customer avatar research. So that's super important just to know who is your ideal customer, who buys your courses it's not something that you sit down at uh, your desk and you start crafting that fictional character. You want to do actual research, a lot of research, and gather that information and put it in a structured way. And then you know how to talk to these people. So there's a bunch of places at the moment where you can learn about your ideal customer. So Maybe you already have a great organic following so you can see what posts people are engaging with organically, what comments are they leaving, what they're interested in. If you don't have your own Facebook group, you can join Facebook groups. Private ones are great. You can then go there, poke around, see what people are talking about. Check competitor sites. Do customer surveys if you have you know, email list and you've never asked them anything, just send a survey and ask why people are interested in what you're selling and what they want to get out. Maybe, you know, there's uh, some opportunities to develop some further courses and keep the list engaged. And then Amazon is a treasure trove, really. You can go there and you can find a bunch of reviews. It's probably more relevant to e-commerce, but you can still find some information for info products as well there. Absolutely. Like book reviews, things yeah. that are, you know, that are similar to the product. The end result here is obviously is selling a course. So something that's similar to that Amazon. But this is a really important step that I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about. They sort of gloss over this part. And they we were sort of joking before we hit the record button today. Like, you know, sometimes people just sort of sit down at their kitchen table and say, oh, well, I'll make Sally, who is a 50-year-old plus, and she has these things that are, you know, she wants from her life or whatever it happens. Like you're making it up. You don't, you can do that, but that creates very poorly, <laughs> poor performing campaigns because this is all based on research. And we have somebody on staff at Tier 11. This is their only job now is to do this kind of thing. And it's a full-time job to do the research. It 
takes a tremendous amount of time if you want to do it really, really well. Or you can at least do some cursory research at sort of at the other end of it and still be better off if you just made it up off the top of your head, right? Totally. I can save so much money by having an idea who this person is instead of thinking, oh, I'll just make ads pretty. And I think that's the that's the message that's going to resonate. And most of the time, if you just came up with this, it won't work. Yeah. And it, uh, this this involves work. It does. There's no two ways about it. You know, you can hire somebody to do this kind of research for you. But at the end of the day, you need to be doing this research. And if you go to the Facebook pages, in, uh, Instagram, you can go into page insights inside your, your Facebook page profile and figure this sort of stuff out, like what posts, what you know, things that you've posted in the past engage with your audience the most as well. Mm. Like you can look at comments for your posts. There's all kinds of ways to do this. But, you know, I mean, the big five are, you know, page engagement, competitor sites, Facebook groups, customer surveys, if you can do them and Amazon reviews. But, you know, you can go really deep down the rabbit hole here as well, which fortunately we have staff that does that at Tier 11 for us. But still, you know, it's got to be done in order to really lay the groundwork for a successful campaign. If you don't, you know, if you don't have anyone working on it full time, spend at least, you know, a couple of days researching it and mm. that will be a, a solid solid base for your campaign. Yeah, couple of days, guys, not a couple of hours. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so what else here? So we then we get into some other parts of the avatar. Yeah, so this the information that we want to collect about the, the avatars is the demographic information so age gender maybe what you know what they do for work how much money they earn what their interests are what are their frustrations you know what problem do they want solved is your product solving that problem if you've got something that no one wants then it will be very hard to sell it on facebook or off facebook so make sure that there is a need for the for the product so what are the frustrations and then what are the goals that, you know, what people want to achieve? What's keeping them up at night? I would say yeah. that, you know, it, that could be your starting point. You could build a very successful campaign just around that idea. What each one of these avatars, what keeps them up at night? What wakes them up at 3 a.m.? You know, and then you go along and you could just use that. But, you know, if you have sort of four different pathways in which to do it, and, you know, desires obviously are important as well. But I always sort of think that, you know, people are 3x more inclined to avoid pain than they are to gain pleasure. So I always sort of think of that as sort of the keystone to this, like what's keeping them up at night? What are they super frustrated with? What problem do they have that your product has a logical resolution to solve? which is like, we're thinking about the end in mind here. We're not just creating this out of thin air. Like we have a product that is going to solve these problems. So that's why we're pulling these problems out through our customer research and then obviously including them in our ads. Yeah, totally. And, you know, start with your, let's say top three to five or at least top three. So we have like, Mm -hmm. what's the, what's your lowest hanging fruit? What's the best buying persona for you? And if you don't have a big budget or you don't have much time, start with one. You know, that's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Be very specific about that one. You know, we've seen people do this where there's seven different avatars, 10 different avatars. Like That's fine, but I think that's thin slicing it a little bit too much. I think three is about right. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, Molly has come on the show here and talked about this. 
She typically starts with three to five as well. Three at the minimum. One, if you're really limited on your mm. budget. And, you know, we have talked to some folks there. Hey, my daily budget on something like this is $20 a day or $100 a day. You probably can't speak to three different avatars with that type of budget, but at least get one really nailed down. Yeah. And then once you nail one down, you you make more money and then you can scale and dig further and find these other people that are going to buy. Yeah, for sure. So in our case here, because we're talking about, you know, selling courses online, right? Yep. What would those three avatars be through research? These aren't like just off the top of Rita's head. Like this was done through research for this actual launch. This is kind of a combination of strategies that you use for a a multi-million dollar launch for that person who couldn't sell through their webinars, who you got them to sell through webinars. But but also this was an evergreen strategy that we use ongoing Mm. for one of the biggest self-improvement companies on the planet. So like, what are the avatars here for, like, the courses that convert webinars that that sell? What would those three avatars be? Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So avatar one is someone with full-time job, but they want to break free from, you know, the commute, maybe not at the moment, but yeah, break free uh, and start their own online course business. So that's avatar one. Avatar two is a, a freelancer consultant. So they are putting lots of hours making money and they want to have an online course to stop hustling, to have that you know side business part where it's maybe semi-passive. And then Avatar 3 is someone with already with an online course, but it's maybe not converting as well as they want to. So they want to take it to the next level and um, really make this a successful business. 
Yeah, this is great. And once again, like this is this is research. This is the hard stuff. We're getting the hard stuff out <laughs> kind of first. But, you know, surprisingly, a lot of people actually enjoy doing this kind of research. Like our guy, Zach, loves doing this. this is all he wants to do is sort of uncover this sort of thing. So we're saying it's the hard part. But for you, it might actually you might enjoy this part. I actually kind of enjoy this part as well. But it is work. You do need to put the time in. Not two hours of, of work, two days you know, take it from a professional like Rita, like that is time well spent to come up with these three avatars, which end up really crushing uh, in this campaign. So, all right, so that's step number one. Tell us about step number two. Step number two. So once we know who the people are, we can go into actual Facebook ads manager and start researching the interests. So that's your audience research. I personally love this part. I can spend days just going and uh, coming up, like checking. It's like, okay, this interest leads me to the next interest. And I, I find it fascinating. The reason that Facebook targeting is so amazing is just they collect so many data points on each user. So everything that we do on Facebook, on Instagram, and everything that we do off Facebook. So like, you know, most of the sites have Facebook Pixel installed and Facebook just collecting all that data as much as they can. And then we go into, into targeting um, options in Facebook and we have that information readily available to us. And I think that's the charm of Facebook. That's kind of their best selling point. That's why I like being on this platform compared to anything else. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's why we shifted. Once Facebook got this dialed in, in 2013, and they started putting ads in the newsfeed as opposed to just the right-hand column. Let's let's go back seven years here. Eight years ago, we didn't have any of this. Mm -hmm. And now it's sort of a given like, yeah, the targeting's really good. And oh, well, this is the type of stuff that Facebook's getting in trouble for in the press and all this other sort of crap. It's like, no, that's what makes this platform so great. You say what you want about data privacy and all the other issues that go along with it. The targeting on this platform makes it second to none. I mean, Google obviously has great targeting. YouTube has great targeting. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, this is still the thing that blows my mind, like how much data they have on users, which those users freely give that information. And now Facebook allows you to opt out of certain things. And obviously, there's somewhat less targeting than there was two years ago, which is fine. But the point is, is that Facebook all the while is getting smarter and smarter and smarter and focusing in on your interests so that you're able to show the right relevant ad to the right relevant audience any time of day, 24-7, and put your message in front of it. And that's what makes the platform so powerful. And it's great for the user because you see the ads that are relevant to you. You're not seeing some random stuff that you don't want to see. So it kind of creates a better experience for people on the platform as well. That's a great point. And that's something that's lost too. It's like, oh, I don't want people knowing my data. Well, don't you want to see relevant stuff? Mm. Like for me, I, I have guitar ads throughout my entire newsfeed. Do I, does it really bother me that Guitar Center is targeting me? No, like I like that. You know what I mean? Like mm. there's a commercial intent, of course. Like this is a business platform. It's free to use. Let's not ever forget that. Zuckerberg did invent it. You didn't, the user. And selling advertising is what allows you to create, you know, content for yourself, you what's going on with your friends and, you know, allows you to actually have this platform as a part of your life with now 
over what 40% of the world's population mm. yeah. on these platforms every single month. Like that's crazy. So, but yeah, relevant ads in front of you is not a bad thing. And if you don't want to click, don't click them. So, but if you see a tier 11 ad, definitely click and buy, especially Rita's ads. Yeah, do not hide. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, we get into the Facebook ads manager, go to detailed targeting at the ad set level. You can have your interests by demographics, uh, by interests, and by behaviors. And start with like five most relevant audiences for, for each avatar that you, ha you have identified. So if we think, go back to like the course creator avatar, like mm -hmm. what tools do they use? So Kajabi is great, Teachable, ActiveCampaign, Demio, like all these tools that each course creator needs. Then topics like marketing automation or email marketing. Then where do they already sell your, their course? Is like Udemy is very popular, but people who are on Udemy, uh, course creators who are on Udemy, they always want to go and start selling it through Facebook just because of yeah. the fees and everything else. But if you go and start targeting Udemy, you'll be targeting people who actually go and take courses on Udemy. So it's not necessarily going to be course creators. So if you yep. overlay that big interest with something more specific like Facebook page admin or uh, Kajabi or MailChimp, then you're going to be reaching the course creators. Yeah, super important. So that is, we still refer to it as flex targeting, but it's, you know, you're basically narrowing down your audience. It's like the analogy that, that Molly sometimes uses, like if you're selling something for golf, you wouldn't just target Tiger Woods. But if you're maybe selling a driver or whatever it happens to be, you might want to do like Tiger Woods plus like some golf chain store or maybe, you know, sports authority, something like that. So they're interested in golf and they're also interested in, you know, sports equipment. So same kind of thing here. It's like, yeah, the targeting is great, but you have to really think about it. It's not just automatic. Like, oh yeah, Udemy, great. Like I'm going for course creators. Well, yeah, there's people that aren't interested in creating courses that are just taking the courses. So when you're doing this kind of research, you do have to think through it. It's not just a, oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. So there, there's something that goes along with it. There's, a, there's some intelligence that goes along with it as well. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, go into the detailed targeting, put in the uh, most relevant keyword, and then Facebook going to give you a lot of suggestions. So the ones at the uh, that come up at the top they are most relevant so you can you know if the audience size is not big enough then you can combine uh, multiple interests the further down you scroll kind of the less relevant they become so just kind of use common sense and see what makes sense for for yep. your um, audience and then there's other new feature that uh, Facebook introduced not that long ago if you have a very specific interest let's say kajabi is like three people in the audience and you think okay i can't do much about that one but i know it's a, such a good interest there is a new tick box you may you know overlooked it's called detailed targeting expansion so if you tick that box then facebook gonna find you people who are similar to the audience you selected so it's kind of almost like a lookalike of that interest and we find that it works really well yeah, I don't think that's something we've ever talked about on this show here. That's a pretty ninja trick. Mm. So Kajabi obviously is a software platform that hosts courses. We host our course on it through uh, Tier 11. 
But if it's only a couple thousand people or really small, detailed targeting expansion, that's a killer tip right there. Like you wouldn't do that for every interest, but for ones that you're like, that's a really good one because I know I'm laser focusing in on my potential avatar because I know my potential avatar is interested in something like that or relating to that. The detailed targeting expansion is great. So just a review on audience research. It's really, it's four things that you look at as tools, topics, marketplace, and gurus. Yep. Where do people go and look for that advice? So what is, uh, what is step number three? Ooh, step number three, copy for ads. Huh. That's where we go into all the things that, you know, can address the pain points and desires and objections. And that's a bit more psychology, kind of human psychology behind it. So that's really exciting. And each one of these avatars has their own goals, pain points, objections, right? Absolutely. And you can't talk to them the same way. You have to address all these things individually. And the best way to kind of to systemize, I guess, to structure it is do a, a hook grid. So mm-hmm. come up with five, maybe 10 different hooks for each of your avatars. And hook is the why. Why does someone want to buy your product or watch your webinar? So the why behind the buying process, I guess. And we'll get into some of those specific ones uh, for each one of the avatars, you know, in this presentation here. But this is, you know, this is the ad grid, whatever you want to call it. We call it the hook grid. We're actually sort of renaming our process right now. Kaizen Creative has been thrown around by (laughs) uh, two Ks. But uh, the point is, like, have some sort of organizational structure to map out your ideas And like I said, you don't need like five to 10 avatars. Three is good. One, Mm. if you're really limited on budget, but have at least, you know, five to seven hooks. And we tend to use the, the ideas from Ryan Dice on how to come up with those hooks. It's a really good prompt, but we'll leave uh, links in the show notes here for uh, the episode on AdGrid because it's a really good one, something that Molly invented and we've totally stolen here at Tier 11. So yeah, that's. It's so easy to see once you have everything in your spreadsheet, you know, it's, it's clear what to write, what copy to write. And uh, we recommend writing five copy variations for each hook, for each avatar. And you can have short copy for, it works well for video ads because you don't want them to read long ad copy. You want to actually them to watch video. So short copy with video ads, and then medium long copy for image ads. And make sure that you really pack a punch in those first three lines of copy. So you probably noticed that Facebook changed the way they display ads. So now you can only see three lines before you have to click that learn more button. So really grab people's attention in those first three lines. Make sure that they read it and they take that next step that you want them to take. So is it... uh, click on learn more and read the whole ad copy. Is it watch video or is it click through the landing page? So that's really, really important. Don't, you know, don't start off telling your who you are and then the lead is, is underneath that learn more that no one's going to look at. Yeah. And the preview tool now 
if you're not using this inside Ads Manager, it's just a little button on the top inside sort of the new interface, which just updated for me, believe it or not, last week. You guys have had it like for months. Yeah. <laughs> just updated this week. I like I actually really like it, but hard to find some things sometimes. But the ad preview tool I've noticed is really killer now. And mm. this is something that we labor over. We really do. Like we look at how the ad renders in all the different mediums. Like we're using Facebook and Instagram. We might even use Messenger, you know, you know, but at this point, even audience network to a certain degree, we really do focus on like, how does that look? What's the preview of the ad? Keeping in mind that three lines of copy. And it's super important because this has changed. And even, you know, clicking out of it and looking at it inside the Facebook newsfeed, sending it to your phone, you know, this is like a tiny detail so many people overlook. And it's really kind of sad because people don't click the see more all that much. I mean, sometimes they do if your lead is really, really good. We'll talk about like, don't bury the lead here. But you want to hook them in and pull them in in those first couple of lines of copy. And obviously, as we'll be discussing later, is, is the creative has to be in concert with that and work seamlessly with the copy. And it's talking to the avatar in a language that they understand. So, But super important, use that ad preview tool, guys. I see it all the time with ads in my newsfeed where you know, the copy's just sort of done sloppy. You know, and this is the new world in which we live. It's three line copy on the top. And I remember when this change hit, that was real yeah. <laughs> pain in the ass having to do thousands of ads over again, but it was worth it in the end. Mm. So, you know, keep in mind that Facebook is trying to squeeze and jam more ads inside the newsfeed without making it seem like there's more ads in the newsfeed. So I think that's probably the reason why this change occurred. So a small detail that really does matter here. And a great point, Rita. Yeah, I could see a lot of ads and I see people still, you know, they will write a sentence and they leave a, a space. I, yeah. I go and delete those spaces because that's like, <laughs> now you can't see the, the good bit. Yeah. Like every little space is like, that's real estate you want to capitalize on. And I'm looking at some of the ads that we have at Tier 11 right now. And it's like, three, they're all three line. We've, we, mm. you know. We eating we are eating our own dog food to a certain degree inside our ad account. Like we do make mistakes with this, but it's a tiny detail, especially with the new ads manager interface. Definitely use that ad preview tool. So very cool. Right. So how do you get people's attention? So make sure that the copies shows credibility. So you can use testimonials and reviews uh, from your existing customers. Create curiosity. Asking question in the first line is great because people want to kind of, they have tendency to want to answer the question. Maybe start with some thought-provoking statement. Tell people how you will solve the problem. Show them that you can achieve, help them achieve their goals. So really, really engaging. Yeah, and get it right in the first, remember, mm -hmm. it's three to six seconds inside your video. You have That's your opportunity to grab people's attention, but also the first couple of lines of your ad copy. And so that question has got to be, if it is a question, it's got to be short to the point, hits them right between the eyes because you've done your research, right? You spent those two days yeah. doing the research and now you're targeting that avatar because you know what that pain or frustration is or desire is. And you're saying it within the first line, if not the second or third line. And you're not what we refer to doing sort of the, the, the cardinal sin of advertising is burying the lead. Right. Well, yeah. how would you describe burying the lead as a as a not to do from your perspective? So I've got a couple of examples. So 
going back to those avatars that we identified. So first one was a person who's got a job and they want to uh, start their online business. Mm. So uh, a copy that is straight to the point is, so the example is, I've got a juicy piece of information you're going to want to hear. Online education is a $100 billion industry. And obviously, then you continue afterwards with what you've got to, to, to tell them in the webinar. But that's piques curiosity and people say, oh, wow, there is a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, that's a great piece of copy. Is that one that you've actually used in ads? Yes. Yeah. And it worked well. It worked well. Yeah. Perfect. Right. So example number two for the second avatar. So that's the freelancer who wants to have an online course as a passive income stream. So the copy says, if you want an online business that will scale, there's one answer. You need a course. An online course will smooth out your income and give you freedom you truly want. Like that's resonating with people, the freedom you truly want. That instead of hustling and just working, you know, crazy hours, that's going to hit them, you know, hit, hit home. Yeah. And this avatar, like I said, like I said, is the freelance consultant wants to create an online course and stop hustling like that up and down of like I'm trading time for money. Yeah. Like that type of person. That copy is so good. And this is all done within three lines of copy too. Because you're you're not burying the lead here. You're coming yeah. right out with it, but you're not doing it in a sort of a, a cheeky or kind of, you know, weird kind of way. You're doing it like this is their frustration. And I am telling you, like, this is the answer, which you probably haven't thought of, which goes way back to, you know, whether or not they're aware of a solution. Yeah. You know, do they know that online courses can help them get out of the rat race or, you know, avoid this like hustle, you know, a treadmill that they're on, which happens to consultants and freelancers. Absolutely. So you're really talking to that, you know, desired end result, but also addressing the pain point all in one. This is a great piece of copy here. Yeah. And lastly, the avatar three, someone who's already uh, got a course. So copy says you created an online course and no one bought it. That sucks. I know how it feels. It's happened to me. And I can feel the pain of those people <laughs> myself just reading it. Oh, you're giving me a little PTSD. Actually, <laughs> this was me <laughs> 15 years ago. Spent $20,000 on a course that nobody wanted. Oh. I, wish I wish I had your advice back then, Rita. Anyway, so this is, yeah. So this is the person, once again, the avatar number three. And we're focusing on like, the small stuff here, guys, but this is really the thing that's so important. Like you organize your thoughts through an ad grid, through some kind of visual means, however you do it through a spreadsheet. It's kind of how we do it inside tier 11. And this is avatar three, somebody who, you know, with an online course, but they just haven't been able to dial it up to the next level or really been able to sell it. Mm -hmm. Like this is what they're thinking. This is the conversation that's going on inside their head. You created this course. Nobody bought that sucks, but it happened to me too. But here's yeah. what I did. So great. Totally. All right. So what next here? What is step number four? Step number four. So now we already have customer avatar. We know who the buyer is. We have audiences ready. We have ad copy. Next is the creatives for ads. 
that's uh, a huge part of the success on Facebook advertising. And for people who aren't familiar with what is a creative, we we sort of throw that term around a lot on this show. But from your perspective, what is it like? Is that the ad copy and the other stuff? Like, explain to everyone what that is. For me, creative is the it's either image or video or GIF or GIF, however you want to say it, pronounce right. it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the creative. And together with the with ad copy, you have a, an ad unit. But creative is just those, you know, those designed pieces. All right. So in addition to you have ad copy, now you have the creative side of things. We have run ads where we don't have any creative. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you know the old less is more. We had Les Brown as a customer for years. And we, the best performing ad was one that didn't have a creative. So that was an ad unit without creative. But... I would say what 99% of our ads, if not all of them, have some form of creative because it's a great way to grab attention. Yeah, I've done the uh, copy only ad, and I remember seeing a, a comment said, How did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So good. So good. So, all right. So, you've got now we're kind of getting a little bit into campaign setup. But like, what types of campaigns are you going to have here? But and what are those individual creatives going to be uh, molded around? So we'll we'll talk about three types of campaigns and creatives for them. So it's a lead generation, replay, and then sales. And then when you think about those campaigns, you can have four types of creatives: images, videos, gifs or gifs, and mm -hmm. carousels. So the reason you want to have all those four types of uh, creatives in your ad set is because Facebook has all these data points on us, they know who likes scrolling through carousels and they know who likes watching videos. Like even do people like watching long videos or short videos? Do they click on the image ads? So if you're not including one of those uh, ad types, then you're missing out on a huge portion of your ideal audience. So that's the key. Like sometimes, you know, it's it's maybe you don't have the ability to come up with some, you know, great video. So have an animated image, which is GIF. So mm -hmm. there's options there. So you can always kind of think creatively. Yeah, and that's a really important point is that not everyone's going to be a video watcher. Like we talk about video ads on this show a lot, but that's not for everyone. It's not for every type of campaign either. And you don't necessarily uh, long form video on every single one of your campaigns, but it is really good as a frame of reference, especially the way that we run ads inside tier 11 and sort of the ad grouping formation where we have an ad set. And then inside that ad set, there's anywhere between two to six, maybe two to 10 types of ads in there. They're not all video. They're not all image. They're sort of a smattering of all of them together, depending on what the objective is. So the objective of this campaign, let's keep in mind, going back to the, what is our goal? Our goal of the lead gen campaign, at least initially, is to get people to sign up for the webinar. And then we want them to consume the webinar. And then once they consume the webinar, then we want them to buy. So those are sort of the three steps and we do that a little bit differently on each sort of level. But it is important to point out is that if you're not using all the different ad types that Facebook offers you, you, know, you are leaving money on the table. 
you're, you know, leaving a lot of powder, you know, that you could be firing. You're, it's, it's drying up there on your desk. You're not using all the stuff that you possibly can in order to make your campaigns as effective as they possibly can be. So as far as ad types go, let's get into what's the first one? Lead gen, right? Lead gen. So for lead gen, image ads, make sure they are square. They look mm-hmm. great on mobile, takes up, you know, it's more real estate than a, a, a landscape one. Have text overlays. Image without text overlay, it's kind of doesn't give the kind of, there's no purpose to it. When you have those text overlays, make sure they comply with the 20% text rule. And there are a couple of different styles of images so we can use. So we have some graphics. So, you know, some colored background with the text saying, you know, ready to grow your email list or ready to scale your online course. Whatever the the benefit uh, is, write it, you know, on that colored background, say that it's free masterclass, free webinar, and that works really well. Good. So if somebody isn't a, you know, designer per se, like what would be a tool here that people could use that you recommend? Canva. Everyone's kind of so easy to use. You know, it's it's... You can have already, you know, formats in there that you can select. I think that's the easiest to start with. Yep. Canva.com. We'll leave uh, links to that inside the show notes for sure. One of our go-to tools here and one that I think we all still use, even though we do have an awesome design team inside Tier 11, but we all still sort of go back to that one. That's the one that we've always used throughout the years, and they're super Facebook friendly, and obviously it renders one-to-one or four-by-five or 16-by-9, 9-by-16, so it's a great resource. Totally. Next is lifestyle shot. So in this example, we have a, a author. She's sitting on her sofa. She's got a cup of coffee. She's smiling. She looks friendly. It's someone I can look and say, I trust this person. I think she's going to help me to uh, get to where I want. Don't hire a Lamborghini. Don't hire a swimming pool. It's just it, you're going to you know, put people off. They want to have someone they can relate to. So that's the kind of the lifestyle shot we're talking about here. Yeah, and this is a, you know, these are not the, this one that we're looking at right now is one that was professionally done. But I've seen some of the non-professional images in cases like this work the best oftentimes. I remember when we stumbled on this, we were running ads for Frank Kern years ago. It was like it was a picture of him and Brennan Burchard and, and Dean Graziosi. They were standing in front of a Learjet. So there was a little bit of that Lamborghini sort of swag there. But the point is, is that it was a really sort of a rough shot. It was taken from an iPhone. And that was the longest performing ad for years and years. Same thing here. It's like, you know, just make your avatar, your author in this case, you know, the woman who's actually putting on the webinar, make it look casual. Like, hey, I'm somebody that, like, I'm like you. I'm not a movie star, you know? I'm like you. I'm on my couch, you know, with a cup of coffee and trying to figure it out just like you are. Yeah, totally. Like, once you know who your avatar is, you can, you know what kind of uh, style they like. So if they want something more, you know, fancy, then... Maybe you do go and hire a hotel, uh, you know, suite, and you take photo shoot there. But if it's someone who's just starting out, then you don't want to scare them off with this, and you just start simple. So think totally. Go back to that customer avatar and how they can, how they're gonna relate to you. 
It's a great point. If it's the images are so far out of reach, uh, that's like at a level I can't possibly see myself in. I think you're you've overreached it a little bit. So dial it back based upon your avatar. If we were talking about a different avatar here, we might actually show a little bit more, you know, flexicution as my kids <laughs> talk about <laughs> it. You know, maybe there is like the Learjet and that kind of thing, which is which was more like Frank's uh, avatar. But the point is, is like always go back to your avatar and that should dictate your graphics and your creative here. As long as it's in line and it's in harmony with that, then you're going to have a very high performing campaign. Yeah. So we've got another example here, another graphic image. So this is for a course that was helping you to build your email list. So it's, it's, there's a little envelope that represents email and then it says free training, uh, three ways to kickstart your email list. Simple, easy to put together, but effective. Like it, it just tells you exactly what it's going to help you to do. Great. Another example, stock images. We kind of, that's a, a last resort really, but you can still find something that is, you know, colorful. If you put some text overlays over, it's, you know, so easy to get those, uh, especially if you need something really quickly. So do go and find some stock images and use them as well. Yeah, they're absolutely there, and there's lots of free stock image sites, but you know it's well worth it to actually get a subscription for the really good ones, yeah. especially for something like this. And they also have, you know, video in there too, which we use a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, stock photos, I would agree, is a last resort. But you know, if you're doing this and you don't really have much else, go there. That yep. works as well. Totally right. Video ads, similar uh, format. Square works really well. Make sure that you have subtitles because most of the people are gonna watch with sound off. So if they're watching, there's no subtitles, uh, they have no idea what you're talking about. So make sure that you start with something intriguing, the same with like, you know, those three lines of ad copy. Have your best information at the beginning and then get into it into more detail later on. So have the subtitles, have variety of length to accommodate different placements. Anything between 15 and 120 seconds, you will be on pretty much all placements there. And have call to action at the end. It's easy to forget and think, oh, people are going to know what to do. They don't. They need to be told what's the next step. So don't forget the call to action and make sure that they, you don't have multiple calls to action. Just choose one, what's the next step, and lead them down that funnel. Yeah, it's a logical progression. You know, if you watch this video and you like what you saw, then sign up for this thing. Like it's yeah. kind of, it's really, really simple. What would people recommend that you bring up a really good point is subtitles is super important because I forget what the statistic is, but it's like it sort of depends. Like it's, let's say for the sake of argument, it's 90 plus percent of people in Facebook watch video with the sound off. So what resource and would you actually use the Facebook tool? What we, what's your sense there? What's the shortcut? We like using rev.com and it's inexpensive and they do a good job and it's definitely better than Facebook's tool that they have internally. And it's super cheap too. Oh yeah, like a couple it's of crazy. bucks. And I think you pay like an extra $4 to have it done like within an hour or two. Like yeah. it's totally worth it. And, you know, we've, we actually did a split test with SRT and without SRT. It's an SRT file, which is what you get back from rev.com. And then you just upload it into Facebook and Facebook reads it. And then it perfectly overlays right in the bottom of your video. 
And uh, we did do a split test on this SRT with no SRT and SRT won by a long shot for a view through conversion, everything. So it's definitely worth it. Spend the, I don't know, seven bucks or whatever yeah. to get a transcription done. Don't try to do it through the Facebook tool. The Facebook tool is like, that just takes forever. Hmm. Make sure you check the spelling because sometimes, especially the names, surnames, you, it can get messy. So yeah, double check those all the time. Yeah, I think Rev actually is, has a section that says like whatever is used in this, you know, spell it out. Like we did one recently, and it was like Neil Armstrong was in it, and then it was Tier Eleven, like how Tier Eleven is spelled. So it's a really good tool to allow you to do that, but still spell check it anyway. Mm. Always do the QC. Yeah, you don't want to start running an ad; it's doing amazingly, and then uh, you notice there's a typo or something is spelled. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. So, all right, so face to camera video, right? Just super simple ones, right? Yeah. Take your phone, uh, selfie mode, face the camera, personal story. Uh, tell people, you know, how you relate to them, how you know where the pain is, how you're going to help to solve them, solve it. So these are very easy to do. Don't have to be long, you know, it can be 15, 30 seconds. Just practice a couple of times, record it and, and go with it. Yeah. Everyone's got a phone. Like, yeah. you don't even need a, a selfie stick for this one, right, no. Rita? You just, like, put your arm out and just do it. And people like it because it's, it's you know, fits in with what Facebook's about. It's, it just looks organic. Yeah, totally. I mean, you you blend in to stand out oftentimes yeah. with really effective ads. And the, the selfie video ad is, it's tremendous and it's easy to do. And once again, you're leveraging different ad types. You're not just doing image ads or carousel ads. A lot of people just get stuck in, like, you know, we look at ad accounts every single week, Rita. It's like, mm. it's amazing how many people still don't use video at all. And it's easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't need to be professionally done either. Yeah. So next is kind of a bit more, I guess, more professional. You need a bit more setup. It's teach and pitch. So you can have a whiteboard, something like that. You, you give your best bit of information from your webinar. Don't be afraid to give really good information. Just hook people in. Tell them some a, a good nugget and then tell them, okay, you can learn more if you sign up. These work amazingly. Uh, amazingly well. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, we've called this type of video, you know, many different things through the years. But really, it's just, you know, your first three to six seconds, you want to try and get some kind of motion in there if you can or not. It doesn't really matter quite as much. It's really it's the content itself, the teaching and then the logical pitch at the end. And if you follow Tier 11's Instagram account, you see that we do this every Wednesday called Whiteboard Wednesday. So if you're an agency owner, head on over to Tier 11's Instagram and check out Whiteboard Wednesdays. This is classic teach and pitch. Three minutes, five minutes. You know, we even have previews that we do to click through to watch it, you know, insta inside IGTV. But it's just giving our best stuff and then saying, hey, if you like that, then sign up for this thing. In our case, it's a it's a webinar, you yeah. know, that we actually have a, to sell our agency accelerator program. So we still use this to this day, and I would say probably this is the most popular video type inside Tier Eleven. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Followed by the kind of next one, which is a teaser. Mm. Clips. Tremendous. Yeah, you need um, 
more production for this. You may need to hire a creative person if you don't have in-house. Put together, you know, best bits from your webinar can overlay with some testimonials, that's engaging music, and it's like a movie trailer. You want to watch it. You want to know what's going on in there. Yeah, these are great. So now we've got our videos covered. Next is the GIFs. So GIFs. GIFs, GIFs. Maybe somebody can tell us how it actually is pronounced. I have no idea. But anyway, let's go GIF, GIF. Yeah, so those are or animated images, I guess. These are very good if you don't have the opportunity to do video. It still counts as a video in, in Facebook's uh, algorithm eyes. And uh, it also is a good workaround if you have a lot of text. So you have an image and you've got, uh, you want to put a lot of text on it. Obviously, it won't pass the 20% rule. Create this uh, animated image. And then you can put as much text on it as you want. And then it obviously has to look nice as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Make it square, have call to action. So we've got example here. It's a, a static image of the author on a colored background. And the, the headline comes in animated, inviting people to sign up for free masterclass. So they don't work as well as videos, but they are good kind of replacement while you're creating your videos. What are your thoughts on when you're doing your ads and setting up your ads, the tool that Facebook allows you so that you upload your images and then create a video? What are your thoughts there? It's a little bit different than a, than a GIF, GIF. Should so, people be using that tool as well? Yes, definitely. Obviously, it'll depend on uh, how you think about your brand. If you really high standard, kind of high production value, then you may not like the way it looks, but we find they work really well. If you don't have any other option, just put a couple of images, you'll get some different templates you can use. We like them a lot. Yeah, and for those of you who have never used this, I mean, it's inside Ads Manager underneath the Ads section. It's just click to create slideshow. Once you say, all right, I'm gonna use single image or video, I'm gonna create a new ad, and then just use that slideshow. We use these all the time. And it's a great way if you don't have the capability to do video, you can create video like with just a bunch of static images and it creates that motion and engagement and everything that goes along with it. And I think the tool has really improved oh, absolutely. over the course of the last year, and especially with the new interface, which thankfully I just got the last couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's a tremendous way for you to create video without having to create video. You can do it right there, right inside Facebook and got a bunch of templates and everything else. And I don't think we really talked about that too much on, on the show here, but hmm. man, it's an, it's an awesome tool and they're constantly making improvements. Yeah, definitely use it. We use it and we see good results with that. So that is the end of part one, and we'll continue on with part two next week. This is really awesome stuff here. And uh, man, <laughs> really, thank you so much for, for bringing it here. And uh, you know, this is one that I've, I've wanted to, to share with you all in perpetual traffic for quite some time. And so thank you so much for coming on uh, the show this week, Rita. And for all the resources and the things that we mentioned here in this week's show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast and get all those resources. Make sure you follow Tier 11 on Instagram as well for all the, uh, the cool stuff that we're putting out there every single week. And if you're interested in working with us, say, hey, this is the time for me to you know launch my career inside digital advertising and perhaps work with Tier 11. 
head on over to tier11.com forward slash jobs. We've got a bunch of openings there as we're continuing to expand and grow throughout 2020 and beyond. So thanks, Rita, for bringing it here today on Perpetual Traffic. And until next week, see ya. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.